We are live. Look at that. Perfect. So much changed in one second there. So hopefully we get a few folks joining us live. If not, it'll, I think, still be there playing. Welcome to my channel, Dr. Bo, Fit Care Physio. Um, and I wanted to introduce, is that you? You're going live? Was that your beat? Yeah, it was just letting me know. Yep. <laughs> so I wanted to introduce you guys to Isa, who I played high school football with and we recently reconnected and I kind of want to tell that story because uh, I want him to tell a bit of that story and and uh it, it's I, I'm excited about what it all means not just for our friendship but but uh yeah meaningful connections is one of those five pillars that uh, we talk about I just did that video with Maha uh, a few weeks weeks ago uh but yeah I really am excited to hear from Isa I want him to take us through a little bit of his journey and then how I come into that story. Um, and again, we went to Brooklyn Tech High School for those who might be familiar back in, in Brooklyn, New York, uh, one of the top high schools in America. Uh, he's a smart fella and had, a, had the world at his feet as entering, <laughs> entering college and um, took him down some different paths that I would say ultimately led to not the best health situation. So I'm gonna let him talk about that a little bit. Um, and, and again, how we connected. So Isa, Take it away. Got it. So, uh, hey, everybody. Uh, Dr. Bo, thanks for having me on uh, the channel. And basically, uh, here's the deal. So, uh, Dr. Bo and I played football in high school together. And uh, being as how he was always the, you know, thinner, more fit guy and also a very intelligent guy, he was our quarterback and I was among the linemen. And linemen, for anybody that watches football or knows football, we are notorious for every possible known injury to men. So uh, I was no uh, exception to that rule. So by the time I had completed my football career, which was four years of high school football, followed by six years of semi-pro football uh, in the hopes that I would get a scholarship at some point, uh, I ended up with uh, over 20 different injuries throughout my body. And over the years, those injuries led to uh, an autoimmune disorder. Uh, which is referred to as mixed connective tissue disorder. And basically what this is, is when you are somebody like me that has had multiple severe injuries back to back to back and then continue to rehab them and play through those injuries and those pains, your body kind of gets stuck in overdrive. And my immune system started attacking my healthy cells. And the easiest ones to go after, uh, as everybody should know, is your connective tissues, which translates to uh, your joints first and foremost. But then what people don't think about when we talk about something like this is that all those little arteries and veins and cartilage and all those little tissues you have in your body are all con considered connective tissues. So fast forward to today, I suffer with uh, my mixed connective tissue disorder, which uh, in addition to all my injuries uh, causes severe osteoarthritis. So uh, this year I just celebrated my 36th birthday, and uh, I have the arthritis of an 80-plus-year-old. So uh, that was the joke that I actually made that got uh, Dr. Bo and I to reconnect on Facebook. So after a long time of not speaking, he reached out to wish me happy birthday, and I had made a comment about how I'm 36 going on 86. And that kind of, you know, opened up the door to, the, to our conversation as to, you know, what's been going on. And uh, Dr. Bo has been kind enough to actually take me on as a project, if you will, as one of his clients. And it's been a really exciting uh, roller coaster so far with some really great results. And I'm really happy to say that everything we've done so far has been working great. I'm feeling substantially better. So uh, Dr. Bo, I'll turn it back over to you to explain to everybody what the course is that you got me you know, onto. And then I'll jump back in with you and then tell the audience you know, what I've done so far along that course. Awesome, yeah, thank you for sharing that. And, and again, I really appreciate that. You're willing to share your story and I think it, it's vital and there's a lot of people out there who might not have as severe of a, of a medical situation as you uh, that could benefit from a lot of these same changes. So again, when you started talking to me uh, about some of the stuff going on, um, I instantly connected it to my mission 
that is my business, Fit Care Physio. You told me about a lot of the medical practitioners that you've seen, right? And the healthcare system is not really equipped super well to deal with complicated issues like this. It's great for saving your life and keeping you alive, right? You know, and it's easy to put you on medications that if your cholesterol is whatever, it's too high, boom, we can throw, throw a pill at it and we'll get your cholesterol in the good levels that we want it. Um, you know, same thing if you break your leg or you have uh, an issue with your heart, we can clean it up. We can, we can right. go ahead and, and save your life. But when it comes to, again, a mixed connective tissue disorder, when it comes to autoimmune concepts, which are a little more complicated, um, there are practitioners out there who specialize in this stuff. I don't specialize in it, but I have done so much uh, work with folks in similar situations. So again, when you told me your story, I was like, let's see if simple changes can really make a difference. And a lot of it comes down to food. That's one of my main passions is getting people to understand. And again, I can stand up here and scream, you know, everyone eat more veggies and, and uh, you know, eat grass fed and grass finished beef. And, um, you know, even, even you're not yet eating the beef, right? We're not doing the beef yet. You're still, uh, yeah. oh, you're doing the beef. Okay. What, what was it that you were like not ready for protein wise? I would say the organ meats and seafood. You know, okay, yeah, uh, yeah. those two arenas for me are, ooh, might, yeah. might as well be giving me a, a bowl of poison. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> well, the organ meats, uh, oh, I should have sent you some of the Black Friday. There's still Cyber Monday. We can talk when we're off um, as we're recording this. But there's some organ meats you can take in a pill uh, that you'll get a lot of the benefits from. And, um, okay. yeah, and, uh Seafood wise, again, it's, you know, as long as we have some protein sources that are clean and, and get you moving in the right direction, that's the end of the day, the most important thing. So, yeah, so coming back to it, and again, I want to tell everyone who's, who's tuning in, I think Paul Nichols, our other teammate. Oh, Paul. Hey, Paul. Paul. Yeah, he's, I think he's the only one on right now. Anyway, uh, hopefully some folks catch this on the, on the replay, but um, I got to say, Isa has been one of my all-star clients in that when we talked and the reason when, when I was talking to him again, like how do we work together? Um, it's always a little tricky with someone you, you have some kind of relationship with, even though we haven't talked in some time since high school pretty much outside of Facebook. But um, yeah, it, it was clear that he was motivated. It was clear he was frustrated. It was clear he was ready for a change. It was clear he had seen my posts and respected me enough to move forward with this process. But also, like, I, I needed to make sure we, we had those conversations and said, like, look, based on everything I'm seeing, based on my previous experience, this is going to take a year. Are you in for a year? Are you are you in it to win it? And and Isa was like, let's go. Let's do it. Um, so that's why we're here. And we're talking about doing these kind of 30-day check-ins uh, along the journey. You know, again, modern television, we see the biggest loser as, like, the the way that, uh, you know, a lot of folks are are able to kind of comprehend, you know, somebody losing a hundred pounds in whatever it is within 30 minutes of an episode, more, more or less. Um, and again, what do we see with a lot of that is it's, it's, you know, a trainer yelling at you and it's these quick changes and these really big kind of, you know, life, you have to grab them by, you know, whatever, um, that don't finish that sentence, uh, for political reasons. Anyway, um, coming back to it, so Isa, again, I want to say all-star client. One of the reasons I was, I was eager to take, take him on and work with him is I could tell his mindset was, I'm going to do what you say. I might have some questions, but as long as you can answer my question and be reasonable, reasonable about it, like I'm not going to fight you on it. So uh, we, we're going to talk a little bit about initial changes. I don't know if you want to talk about with that process. You want to jump in? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so guys, basically Dr. Bo uh, knew that, you know, from our respective backgrounds, right. We're both essentially athlete athletes that are also geeks, right. And we love education we love filling our minds with information. So first thing he did is he put me on the right track as to what type of books to start reading and looking into. And one of those was, um, actually the book called the walls protocol, which was, uh, something that was, created by Dr. Terry Walls and Dr. Bo, I'm sure, has talked about her methods and her books many times in previous videos as well. But basically, it was all about 
attacking the problem that we're facing head on instead of trying to put various different types of band-aids on it. And Dr. Bo, you're absolutely right when you say that I had reached a point where basically traditional medicine, the way we know it to be today, was basically starting to fail me, right? Because there was no real solution. There was no real end in sight. And every answer I was given from every doctor I have seen has been something that would lead me down a further and further declining negative road with the only thing in my future foresight being ending up in a wheelchair uh, or worse, and then a very early untimely death. So not to be grim, but you know, for me, I've always been a fighter and I couldn't s let myself sit with that as my diagnosis and I, I just couldn't deal with it. So I was looking for, you know, the way out, if you will. And uh, this is what got us basically on this journey. So uh, initially, you know, from what we talked about, I discussed all the deep, different uh, depth of issues and um, injuries and different problems that were going on. So the first set of changes was simple. Right. Three basic rules that Dr. Bo gave me to start off basically cleaning my body for the first 30 days, so to speak. Right. And these are all things that are talked about in the book. And there are many other practitioners also that talk about this type of a process being that you're effectively cleaning all the toxins and all the junk out of your system. Right. So the first three rules were really easy for me as far as I could tell. But it was a little scary. So the first three rules were. Now, rule number one was um, uh, avoiding all types of dairy. And for somebody from my background, I have a Russian background. So dairy and me were like this. We're like BFFs. So this was very challenging. Um, rule number two was no grains. And in our family, the way we were brought up, you know, bread is like every meal. You have some form of bread. And this also was a little bit of a culture shock for me. Rule number three was the no legumes. And for me, that kind of blew me away because in the past I had tried, you know, a vegetarian lifestyle with some success, but not complete success. Right. And after getting into the knowledge base that Dr. Bo put me onto, it opened up the door for me to understand a little bit more in depth as to what I thought I was doing that was correct is actually some of what was hurting me in the long term. Right. And effectively, the, the main focus of what we did in the first 30 days, especially, is just focusing on the fact that whatever I'm putting in does not cause inflammation. If anything, whatever I'm putting in reduces inflammation. So every autoimmune issue I have, my obesity, my being overweight, all these factors tie into the fact that the foods that I was eating before were causing boatloads of inflammation in the stomach, in the gut, in my joints, in every part of my body. So in the first 30 days, by adopting these three rules and uh, adding one simple fourth rule, which is having at least 800 grams of some form of vegetables and or fruits mixed together, uh, which sounds like a lot, but it really isn't, guys, because like if you really do the math on it and you weigh out your food and you actually see what is what, you actually see that if you really have like a big salad for dinner, that one salad pretty much can give you all the uh, required amount of veggies and nutrients that you need for the day. You know, it's just a matter of making the choice to definitively have that big salad every day in addition to all the other foods you're eating throughout the day. So, uh, so, so far, those were the initial changes that we started with, right? So we took out, uh, just to recap, we took out the dairy, we took out grains, uh, aka gluten, and we took out the legumes and then added in more veggies and fruits. That was it. And uh, other than uh, physical therapy stuff that I've been doing, uh, because lately some of my uh, knee and ankle injuries have uh, resurfaced because of the disease that I have progressing, um, uh, they put me onto physical therapy three days a week, really aggressive physical therapy. I'm doing an hour and a half to two hours per session. And, uh, but that's really my only exercise. So without having to add any major exercise or anything like that, just adjusting the food so far, um, I can tell you guys this. One, I've already lost about 14 pounds and some change. So I'm just going to round it down to an even 14 pounds I've taken off. 
uh, in terms of weight. But in terms of other aspects of my life, I have been feeling dramatically better. So one, I'm sleeping way better, right? Before I used to struggle to get four or five hours of sleep and they weren't even that good in terms of the sleep. Yep. This has been a helpful little tool. Yep. Um, uh, two, I have a lot more mental clarity. When you have an autoimmune disorder and you're in 24-7 pain, not to say that my pain has gone away. I'm still in pain every day. But at least now I don't have a mental fog from the pain, right? That's been a huge help. And I want to jump in real quick. Uh, we'll talk about maybe the whoop, what we pointed to if anyone isn't aware of that. But I wanted to jump in because you talk about the brain fog. And a lot of people, again, in my experience, uh, don't realize how much brain fog they have yeah. until they decide for whatever reason. And so, because again, they, it's just not, you have all this accumulation of a breaking point that got you to say, oh, I need to do something. And now that we're doing it, now you see like, oh, okay, cool. This is actually, this makes sense. I'm getting, uh, again, based on the Terry Wall's principles and things like that of lowering inflammation every day. Uh, yep. in my body. So that's just going to start cleaning things up over time. Um, and, and improving the other big thing that Dr. Walls talks about is mitochondrial function. Yep. So like you said, it's not just getting the bad out, which is a huge part of it, but it's increasing the good. And just, again, we, if you, if you guys listened in so far, um, three things to eliminate, but also one thing to really focus on, um, including, and so we didn't even go down the path of like, let's have different types of fruits and vegetables. Right. You know, it's just let's keep it simple in the beginning here. The other part I wanted to mention uh, that you, you know, you glossed over a little bit, which is fine. Um, that the main thing before we started to implement any change was again, we had a number of conversations. We, I wanted to make sure you were on the same page of like understanding why we're doing what we're doing, what path we're about to go down. Uh, before I said, Hey, like you need to eat, stop eating Wheaties, which, uh, again, when you sent the, the point was that you sent me a food log, right? right. Three, three days is all I really wanted. Cause it gave me enough information to say, Hey, I'm looking at, you know, and, and again, this is one of the most frustrating things for me. And that again, anyone out there listening, camera keeps messing me up. Anyone out there listening, um, you think you're doing the right thing a lot of times which Isa was a perfect example that he thought he was eating healthfully. He thought Wheaties was a good option for him. And again, I don't like to say there's good and bad foods as we talked about, but at the same time, uh, I think, and what we're talking about here of eliminating those three food groups is a little bit of a Isa experiment an N equals one experiment of let's try to eliminate these for 30 days, right? This is the uh, Rob Wolf, another one of the books I recommend right. that he's a read and the, the sleazy car salesman spiel of, let's see how you look, feel and perform from eliminating these three foods that we know generally on our side, the biochemistry, like the labs, the scientists, we right. kind of know that these things cause problems. So if you eliminate these three things that keep causing problems, just like let's, let's use the analogy of credit cards. If you stop using credit cards and stop getting APR percentages and, and fines and fees and late fees and all this stuff, if you stop doing all that, you're going to have more money. If you right. get on top of your finances, you're going to have more money. So the same thing goes with the food. Start cutting out these. And like if you eat bad things, it's important to know what it is that might be a bad food. And again, I don't like good and bad, but it's uh, Isa said it perfectly on our kind of pre-call. Of and if you want, I'll let you say it because I think it's almost more 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 powerful coming from you. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, one of the big things for me in the beginning was making that mental shift, right? And as you mentioned, you know, I thought I was doing the right thing, right? So in my head, I for years, anybody that knows me, I was the king of trying to take unhealthy recipes or unhealthy foods and finding the healthier way to make them. So like making lasagna, for example, instead of using pasta, I would use a veggie based pasta, which is still pasta, it, but it's just not as good for you as I thought it was. Right. 
So I was looking at it from the perspective of I need to eat low fat, high fiber, and you know get a variety of veggies in and stuff. And I thought I was doing the right thing. And I didn't realize how reliant I was on all the processed carbs and foods that I was previously eating, right? And what uh, the shift for me that made the uh, the effectual click in my mind was I'm choosing between eating A, something that is known to make me sick, or B, eating something that I know has a chance to make me better, right? So that was that first mental shift that had to be made. It wasn't so much looking at it as I'm losing out on options or I'm losing out on food, but instead I'm actively making the choice that if I choose an apple over a donut, right, that apple benefits my body, whereas the donut is making more inflammation and causing a variety of issues throughout my system. So that initial mental shift was important, right? And the other thing, too, I want to touch on, Dr. Bo, with the uh, mental clarity aspect of it is that you don't really think about it until you're in the meat and potatoes of this process, how much the mental fog is what causes your cravings, right? So for me, I thought, you know, even though I typically didn't have a very strong sweet tooth, I did very much enjoy, you know, ice cream, like sweet dairy was a big thing for me, as well as even though I would avoid like liquid sugar, like soda, right? I had no problem having a processed carb or like a cake mix or something that I would even make at home and not realizing how bad it was, even though I was cutting out the sugar and cutting out the fat and cutting out because I was actually not giving my body anything it really needed. Right. So, um, so the, the fog clearing up actually also cleared up my cravings. Right. So the first, let's say, three or four days of this process because you're I was also learning about more about the foods I was eating and understanding what I was putting in and how it was affecting me. I was concerned that I was going to have ridiculous carb cravings for all the typical things I was used to. Like, for example, a big one for me was the Wheaties in the morning with my Fairlife milk. And I, I thought I'm doing the right thing. I'm getting fiber, I'm getting nutrients, I'm getting high protein from this refined milk. And I thought I was doing all the right stuff, right? We'll be on that cover of the Wheaties box, yep. kid. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> you know? So, um, so that big shift really uh, changed a lot for me. So after the first three or four days, my cravings even changed. Like instead of craving, um, you know, my bowl of Wheaties, I went to craving uh, some avocado spread that I can put on like an almond cracker or something when I needed that that little fix, you know, of a carb or something. But what I was actually putting in was a very powerful, high antioxidant vegetable fat from a organic vegetable. As opposed to, you know, out of a bottle that was made, you know, in a factory five states away, <laughs> you know, so this was a big key difference for me. So I think learning about the Wallace Protocol, reading the Rob Wolf book, those two uh, for my mental acuity and understanding of this process definitely helped me a lot. And I really geeked out on it. And I think you mentioned talking about the whoop as well. So uh, I was probably very skeptical at first about the whoop, but to a degree, it has helped me. And uh, what has also helped me is the fact that you hold me accountable to myself, right? So having me do my food log and my journaling and documenting this process. So every morning, getting up bright and early, doing the pictures, cooking a proper breakfast, packing food to take with me to the office when I'm working for a 12 hour day. So it, it, it's not so much the idea of meal prep where you're eating the same thing every day, day in, day out. It's just more of me being focused on me because in the past I would always be focused on work and everything else in my environment. And when it came down to me, I needed a quick and easy solution. And I replaced that quick and easy solution with the hard work I'm putting in to prep all my own food ahead of time. And fortunately, like you said, I have a good support system. So that also is helping in this process as well.
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it brings me a little bit. We, we talked about a lot of the changes. Um, kind of the next stage is moving forward, right? And, and focusing on, so my big brand is about the five pillars of health. So we have uh, movement, which is usually the first one, but I'll, I'll say, you know, and, and Isa understands this. He was already, yeah, he was already going through physical therapy, but at the same time, uh, I said, let's focus on this nutrition side first. So it's a different pillar, but if that pillar is so far behind, I'd rather we clean that up and put all our energy on that. Cause if we try to do exercise and this and sleep and stress and everything, uh, it's going to set us up for failure. Yeah. So Again, and I've seen it time and time again. So I think the best way is again, we're committed for that year, right? And and it's we we have a little more wiggle room, so to speak, of let's right. make sure we do this right. Not I want to see results in a month. Why haven't I seen results in a month? Exactly. Um, exactly. And and the, so, the interesting thing too, Doctor Boys, if you don't mind me just jumping in on this point, what what actually made this process that much easier for me? is the fact that we weren't trying to put me into the norms of, you know, eat less calories, therefore you'll lose weight. Truth be told, in this entire process, I have yet to count a calorie. Um, I have not considered it even in the slightest. I've just been eating until I feel full. And and that's it. And And as a big guy, for anyone that knows me, my portion's pretty big, you know, for the most part. But it's funny when you make this shift where for certain foods, I can maintain those large portions. So like when I have a salad, I'll have a huge salad and I enjoy it openly. But on the flip side, when I have carbs and proteins and fats, what's interesting is I don't need as much of them to feel full, you know, or to feel satiated, which is interesting. Is it something I didn't expect? So when I've been keeping track of my my, uh, food logs, it's actually interesting in that on average, without me trying, but simply by having these higher fat foods with the good fats, the higher protein foods uh, foods with the good protein, and then just staying away from all the junk carbs and just sticking with the basics, right? Like I've been doing the sweet potato family, the uh, squash family, and the potato family as my primary starches, and of course, a little bit of rice mixed in. And all of which are bought fresh and I make fresh, which also has played a major role into it. So it's interesting in that I've, I haven't counted any calories. I haven't really been measuring food for its caloric content as much as just to keep track of it in the food log in terms of the volume of what I'm eating. But, uh, but it's, it's been dramatic in that I'm not counting calories, not doing anything that I would have done in the past thinking that I was doing, again, the right thing, and my body has just responded so well. Like, my pain has been less. And today, when I was at the doctor's office picking up my blood work, um, which is part of our next stage of our process, right, Uh, the doctor actually mentioned, I don't know if you guys can tell in the video because I have very strong lighting here, but my skin, especially on my face, was very pale, and I had this, like, uh, sunken look you know, when we first started this process where the skin here and here was pale and the skin here was very like dark and yellowish. And what's interesting, the doctor actually pointed out, he was shocked. He was like, you know, your, your skin is flush and you're, you're more, you're not pale. You're more your natural, healthy looking color and you're kind of glowing. And I was like, wow. Are you, preg- are you pregnant? No, 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 no. Were actually, the doctor's words. I was, I was shocked. And, uh, and and now, like even as I look at myself in the in the camera here, you know, it looks like my head is shiny, like you know, like I'm sweating or something. But I'm not. What's actually happening is my, I guess you could say my cells are just working a little bit better, and it's made a substantial difference. Like uh, my hair is growing faster. My nails are are stronger and growing faster. Um, you know, my skin is noticeably clearer and, uh, I would say tighter if that's the right, uh, descriptive word here, but yeah, like it's, it's, and these are all changes that are just naturally happening over time. I haven't done anything outside of just monitoring the foods and that's been it. 
So it's really, really been working well for me. Yeah, and I'll say to that, those are not uncommon uh, side effects. Right. <laughs> so those are very common uh, to to much, much when, when, side effects, though, than what yeah. doctors are telling me from the drugs. <laughs> so, like exactly. the you know the the options that we that the traditional medicine has given me for this stage of my life was either crazy heavy dose opioids of Vicodin, codeine, Percocet to deal with my pain, which as we all know, damages your kidneys, damages your liver, among other million and one side effects. Mm -hmm. And then that was my option one. And option two was immunosuppressant therapy where you literally ingest poison to give your immune system something to fight off, which weakens it. Right. You know, so I, that's why I had to go with you. I had to do this. It made <laughs> no sense. I was like, neither of those two paths lead me down right. to living a good, healthy life. Right. Just, and it. and it, it's interesting. And again, the the I'll go back to my kind of brand name. Uh, but the the concept of let food be thy medicine is is uh, it's been around since ancient Greece. Right. right. Uh, all the great thinkers. I think that quote is to Hi Hippocrates, who the Hippocratic Oath. Um, right. And so it's it's something that's there. And again, no doctor is going to be like, what are they going to say? They're going to say what they traditionally say. And again, I, I know many medical doctors. So if you're listening or I'm not I'm not out to, to insult anyone. But a lot of the times all they're we're saying is or they're saying is is eat better, eat more vegetables. Right. It's like but there's no roadmap. There's no guidance. Um, maybe they recommend a nutritionist, you know, on a higher level, but it's still very rare. And right. again, it's, it's, it's just complicated. And that's why we need to have these conversations. Um, there needs to be some guidance. Uh, there needs to be some, some level of like, are we moving in the right direction? He's still under medical care with his doctor. He's still getting normal blood work. I'm not like, you know, let, let's cut you out of the whole system and, right. and, and, but I want, I want like, you're not on, um, cholesterol medication, right? Oh, no, I am. Oh, you are. On, right. Which is why it's so low. Um, if we can throw that out there, <laughs> sorry, but my, one of my goals is for your doctor to take you off of cholesterol medication, right? right. Like I, I'm not going to say get off your cholesterol medication, even right. though I strongly would want you to right now and today, but I'm not, that's not. There's all sorts of wrong for all sorts of right. reasons. Right, right. Um, and back, but back to the other point about your skin and visual changes. Uh, it's something that, again, and, and if you're watching or uh, whatever, like any almost any human I see, I can I, I am looking at that as a physical therapist, as a, as a healthcare practitioner, I'm looking at someone and I'm able to say like you're an inflamed human being, like <laughs> you know you right. don't eat very healthfully. Or there's stuff that you're eating that is not agreeing with your body, and it shows so right. many ways. Obviously, it's very rude in our society to go up to someone and be like, "Excuse me, you look very puffy." Like, <laughs> um, trust me, I've thought of it. But, <laughs> but again, it's 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 something that I think again, food, every meal we eat, 21 meals a week, right? You eat three meals a day as a general number, like. If we can even get to a point where you have 11 meals that are good for you and 10 meals that are less good for you, at least you're moving in the right direction. Unfortunately, most people don't even have anywhere near 10 meals that we can consider good for them. And again, they tend to think that things they're eating are good for them. And I just want, I'll, I'll, I'll share a little bit of my experience and I'm not, everyone thinks I'm this, you know, fantastic healthful guy, but bottom line is like, up until about 2010, the majority of my understanding about health what came from men's health. And so what did that, what did that have me eating? Uh, Low-fat yogurt, whole wheat pasta, brown rice, which are three things I basically would not put into my body like ever um, <laughs> at this point. And that's kind of to back to where we're moving forward to of refining a little bit of the diet, right? We've already gone a bit with eliminating these three things that are theoretically causing some inflammation. We can further clean up diet and eliminate other things like red pepper, eggplant, nightshades. Um, we can go down that path, which is the autoimmune protocol under uh, Dr. Terry Walls and, and Rob Wolf and guys like that. So that's one of the next stages we can go to. Um, but it's again, continuing to create other rules 
as we go, as you learn. And again, it's almost a blessing now that COVID's happening. Otherwise, I know I would be eating out a lot more uh, right. if, if COVID wasn't happening. And um, But eating out is a very tricky thing for someone trying to be healthy because the oil is that, that it's cooked in is such a huge wild card. And oftentimes, most restaurants are not using the best quality oils. Um, yep. And it's, it's just, it's, it's infuriating in some capacity, but it's something that we just need to accept to some extent and say, if we can understand this, it's somewhat worth the risk, maybe if you know how often you're eating it, but if at home, like don't have vegetable oil, don't have canola oil, uh, right. which again, some people think are healthy options, but it's my, like my responsibility based on the knowledge that I've attained to tell someone like you, is it like put down the canola oil? Um, and and again, it, it might sound silly, but it's it's to me, it's it's a life saving thing that like you know by cutting out canola oil at the age of thirty six, he's a just fine. Just if he did nothing else, I think would extend his life x amount of years. Like again, those are all claims that are difficult to make. And again, nutrition science is is a little all over the place, um, but bottom line is I think that this evidence is emerging. Some of that evidence is strong and a present. It's just hard to sort through hundreds of studies uh, and fight through again, all these food lobbies and all these other things. And I'm not here to conspiracy theory, this thing, but, right. um, but bottom line is, you know, the proof is in the pudding, which pudding is acceptable. I think um, <laughs> non-dairy pudding. Depends on your pudding. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and also I, I did want to say real quick that another part of the process moving forward is, and you did just have for Thanksgiving, pumpkin pie and ice cream. Now, did. Did, did you notice any, and that was at a point where you had already eliminated dairy grains oh, yeah. and legumes for 20 something days at that point? Yeah. Uh, Thanksgiving was a couple days ago. So I would say today is my 30th day of eating this way. So I would say 25 days in okay. is when I had the pie, right? So uh, rough estimate, right? Yeah. What's what's interesting is, um, you know, I, I controlled myself, right? I had a, a, a big piece of pie and like two or three big scoops of ice cream on with it. And I was like, this is going to be my one cheat. And the funny thing is, I, I did relatively okay with it. I, I, I was concerned that I would be taking it all more negatively, but I didn't. A uh, little bit of a stomach ache the next day, you know, but, that, but other than that, I was okay. But the interesting thing was, the following day, like after Thanksgiving, I also, uh, uh, by choice, made it a much lighter day on my digestive system, right? So the following day, uh, we had a very busy day scheduled. Uh, I had a lot of different appointments and things going on. So uh, throughout the day, I ate very light. I had a protein shake the following morning. I went to my physical therapy and then uh, kept it light throughout the rest of the day. I had a few fruits and a protein bar throughout the day. And then in the evening, I had my nice salad again, and, and I was good for the day. And what's interesting is one of the little tricks I've adopted for ourselves is I've made my own version of like a healthy family, um, I guess you would call it like a trail mix type of thing, where I've incorporated several different types of nuts, uh, dark chocolate, and the tart cherries that we, we spoke about, as well as dried strawberries. And this, this concoction, this little mixture, when you're having those moments of weakness and those sudden cravings or you need a little extra something because you, you didn't feel satiated from the meal, you have a little handful of this stuff and it, it hits every one of those craving points, right? You get a little sweet, you get a little fat, you get a little salt, you get a little carb, and then it kind of covers the basis of what would normally derail someone from this process, you know? So that, I think, for me has also been uh, super helpful, you know, in this process. And now I'm looking forward to, you know, the next stages, right? So right now, um, I'm not sure what our next move is, Dr. Bo. So uh, I'll leave it up to you to tell me what we're doing next, because I'm thinking 
either we continue this 30-day cleanup and or uh, I, in one of the books that I read, there was a, a discussion about doing the seven-day carb test, right, where you test your blood glucose and all that. So I think I have to prepare myself before we can do that for sure because I have to actually buy the proper you know, equipment to measure blood glucose the right way. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think I'm going to take that extra added step to, measure, to get the kind that can measure uh, ketones as well so I can get an idea of where my ketones are in relation to how I'm eating for the day. You know, mm -hmm. another interesting little side piece. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so tell me what what's next? What are we doing for this next 30 days? I think uh, I'm still waiting for your recent food log. Oh, yes. I'll get that to you tonight. After we go. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. So the idea is we can double check and I wanted just to look through that to make sure again from talking to you as we've been in communication, it sounds like a lot of the, the steps obviously are making progress. So it's just a question of what have you been eating? Can we look at, hey, maybe let's get rid of that dried strawberry from your trail mix if possible right. and replace it with something else because maybe that's a little like less than ideal. Again, I don't like right. doing those like nitpicky things when, until it's more necessary. Um, right. So food-wise, I think we can start to look at some of those things. You, you mentioned you haven't really been counting, you haven't counted calories a single day. One thing that we might move into is double checking. And I know you, when you do the food log, you get your protein numbers. So possibly looking at, are we hitting the protein about where we want to get to based on some general recommendations uh, from the literature and everything like that. So protein is a big next stage. Uh, mm -hmm. Relooking at the quality right, of, of everything, which again, sounds like it's in the right path. And continue, but continuing to clean up quality is part of that. The other part we were talking about the five pillars of health, right? Uh, you have your connectivity, you got a good support network. Um, if you ever wanted to do a session with my wife, my wife, I can't not say it that way. Um, the sex and relationship therapist, um, she's part of that support system. And so, in terms of connectivity, in terms of checking in about relationships. Um, I do encourage everyone I work with at some point to check in, even if things are pretty good with your relationships, just to be like, hey, like, yeah, of course, there's going to be some issues. And you just want to check on that similar to your health before it becomes a bigger issue. So it's worth having some of those conversations, I think. So that's an, that's always there as an option. I don't push that on anyone. But five pillars, uh, again, we got uh, connectivity, mindset, which again, we've we've played with a little bit and we're going to, as we get into the movement piece, um, mm -hmm. the mindset will be there a little bit more with some of the breathing, which we've touched on a little bit. I want to ramp up the breathing exercises. So that's going to be in our true coach system. Okay. Separate from the food as the food is more aligned as you're more on auto drive with the food. Um, I think that that'll connect. And the last bit being, um, that movement, right. And, and, um, seen if we mentioned talking about uh, going in the pool. So I didn't want to overstep on too many toes with the physical therapy that you're doing now in person, since all our work is virtual. Um, and so I'm going to, we're going to start sending you some pool workouts, I think in a week, right? That's what we talked about. Yep. Um, and about the continuous glucose monitor or the glucose monitor there, mm -hmm. I, I did want to talk about that for a sec since you brought it up. Um, we can kind of wrap up there, but uh, that comes from Rob Wolf's book. Mm -hmm. um, the basic concept there is, uh, again, based on our two healths and the way we've eaten probably for the last, whatever, 30 years, right? we might have different effects from a banana or right. a slice of bread. So uh, if in the morning for breakfast, right, you ch we both choose to have a banana, right? right? And I take my blood sugar and I see the number. And it might go from whatever baseline 60 to 100. And then right. you have that banana and it takes you from baseline maybe, I would assume your resting blood sugar is a little bit higher than mine. Uh, so maybe you're at 100 and it mine raised by 40 points and now yours raises by 80 points. Okay, mm -hmm. so it goes from 100 to 180. A couple things there. It's good to understand which foods raise your blood sugar more. So now right. we're kind of getting a better sense of that. 
it's a cool thing to do with your partner or me. You could do it with me. That's fine. Um, but but it's a cool thing to do with your partner because if you're both having the same breakfast, or right. you you can now theoretically say, hey, like I'm not gonna have that oatmeal because the oatmeal really spikes my blood sugar. It spikes it by like 80 points. I don't like that. That's not great. Um, yeah. Whereas even again, like, and you might be surprised, like a bowl of white rice only sparks it uh, or, or raises it 10 points or whatever. Right. But the point is similar to eliminating these three food groups, right? And then reintroducing some of these foods, which is why I was asking about the pumpkin pie and the ice cream. You had a little bit of bloating in the stomach or whatever. Those are things we can look at. And as we reintroduce things at some point, we can say, okay, let's reintroduce this in a systematic way where right. we're just doing hummus this week. <laughs> and, right. and there's ways that we can do that that's safer, that gives us more information, similar to the carb tolerance test, which is what it's called. Um, okay. yep. Yeah. And so if we can look at that and have that information of, again, this whatever bobo bar, uh, the bobo bar raises my, it's a great bar. I recommend it highly. Um, the bobo bar raises my blood sugar this much. A banana raises it this much. You know, it, you can start piecing some of that together with the basic theory that your blood sugar control has a lot to do with your overall health, right? So as we continue on this path, this journey, um, it's, it's looking at more understanding and more awareness so that again, five years from now, you don't have to still be working with me and you don't have to say, Hey, Bo, like, what do I do about this honey thing? Uh, they came, you know, like, I, is this, right. is this good for me? Is this bad? Is it good? It's like, dude, like, you know, these things, right? So, so again, that's why it's a year long process. We're going to continue to build the, the literature. And again, you're way ahead of a good majority of, of the clients, uh, I anticipate working with, and I have worked with, you're definitely a, uh, gold star, gold sticker student there. <laughs> um, it's been an overachiever. It's the Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's the majority of it. And I'll sum it up as again, the, the, the long term, And one reason I want you to eat organ meats and I will, I will find a way, um, is the grand philosophy that we're trying to get to. And what a lot of these things are moving towards is your food should be calorically dense and right. as high in micronutrients as possible. So that's right. why organ meats are a great match for that because they give you all it's a it's a multivitamin. You know, right. you're getting all of these essential um, nutrients that we try to take with supplements. And now we didn't touch on the supplement thing, we don't need to, but but the point is there's ways to clean that up. There's a lot of bullshit out there. And again, I'm here to, to say I've read through a lot of the bullshit. I've fallen for some of the bullshit. <laughs> I've seen that it was bullshit. Um, and I'm here to, to help guide people away from the bull-ish. Um, and also guide you towards, again, a better, hopefully, more vibrant, more thriving situation, right? Um, that's, that's the other philosophy is, is, you know, are you here just to, to kind of survive life? Or because no one survives, no one makes it out alive. Um, or are you here to thrive, right? And again, like I, I love all the cliches, but I also hate all the cliches. But the main thing is, can we get you to thrive as as a human, as somebody who has? And it, and it comes uh, so much of it is from food, you know. So if we can get the food lined up, food choices, every single food choice, if we can, you know. Again, 21 meals, if you had that one pumpkin pie and ice cream out of 21 meals in a week, that right. means you had 20 really good meals that moved you yeah. in the right direction, hopefully. Like you said, next day, you're like, yeah, I don't need to go crazy. I had my cheat. Um, and, and, you know, that's cool. So hopefully we can build on that equation, continue to move things in that direction. Do you have questions, Isa, on on? Um, I, I think we're, we kind of got a game plan going. So I think now for the next 30 days, we're basically going to start the experimenting, right? So um, that's going to be our, our next mission. So I guess when we have our you know future conversations on this stuff, we're going to go over, based on what you saw in my blood work today, we're going to go over some adjustments to make, maybe some possible supplements to adjust in to assist in the process. But um, overall, I think it's one of the key things that I've changed 
where I was in the past with the way my brain fog was and the way my energy level was, it's I, I'm a, to a totally different person. Like in the past, I was reliant upon one to two, sometimes more energy drinks a day, every single day. It was part of my routine and my ritual. And what's interesting is I've replaced that with, you know, aminos, creatine, glutamine, the, the, the items that the building blocks that my body actually needs. And what's funny, I haven't craved an energy drink since maybe day number three. And we're at day number 30 right now. And I haven't had one, haven't considered having one. Has, I haven't even felt like I've needed it. You know, um, just so much more alive, if you will. <laughs> it's interesting because it's like, in a way, I'm finding myself again, if that makes sense. You know, the, the old me, the more vibrant and energetic and strong me is kind of mm -hmm. coming back. And uh, an interesting thing I want to point out and say thank you for is that if you remember that first video I sent you where I was walking with crutches, I'm very happy to report I am no longer walking with crutches. I'm limping a little bit, but no more crutches. <laughs> <laughs> So, I will say I do have to put on my physical therapy hat, and as great as that is, I'd rather you not have limpy steps because those steps. Yep. So, <laughs> I, I, I think yeah, I think we'll find the right mix there. And again, that's kind of next stages of of health in general. But yeah, a lot of and that's a common misconception is I'd rather be without the crutch, even if I'm limping, but I'm walking on my own. But each one of those limp steps is probably all sorts of compensations up and down the chain that might be causing more damage. So I do have to put on that like cautious whatever PT yeah. hat guy um, <laughs> as good as as good as I know we're making progress and I right. know we're moving in the right direction and I know we're just going to continue to go that way. So uh, I'll you know I'll have to throw that whatever uh, cautionary you know disclaimer at you. No problem. Sounds good, man. Well, I'm ready for whatever's next. So uh, I guess let's call it a night as far as the video goes, and let's move on to the next stages. I'm All ready. All right, buddy. Appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, look forward to the next chat um, on and off thing, ending broadcast. Boom. You got it.